Hi everyone, it's so nice to be back for Daf HaShavua. Yivamos Daf Yudches. The Gemara at the end of Yudzayinam and Beis discusses a case where a man is chayv in Yibum to a woman, and he is not allowed to marry that woman's mother while she is still alive. The Gemara explains that the reason this is true is because of the concept of Asr Levatel Mitzvah Yidman that we are not allowed to take away the mitzvah of Yibam from this man and woman. If you were to marry her mother while she is still alive, then, since he is now married to his, in theory, future mother-in-law, he would not be able to do Yibam with this Shomeris Yavam who was waiting to do Yibam with him. The Gemara Yed Chesman Alf, as well, discusses, discusses another case where you have, we have this concept of it's a little more complicated than the case of the Anion Zion and Bez, but we'll try to make it clear and explain it. There are four brothers and two sisters. Two of the brothers marry these two sisters, and the two brothers pass away. Now, these two sisters are now chayev to do yibum to the other two brothers that were never married. So, what do we do now? Do we have these two sisters who were married to their original two deceased brothers marry the other two brothers or not? Meaning we can have one sister marry the third brother and another sister marry the fourth brother. So what do we do? The Gemara suggests perhaps we should have this case where one sister marries brother number three and one sister marries brother number four. And the Gemara rejects this and says, no, because of the concept of Asr and Levat al-Mitzvah we don't want to cause any lack of Yivim from happening. So we advise that both of these two single brothers should do Yivim on these two sisters. Why is that? Why should they do Chalitza and not, and not do Yivim to each individual sister? Because this, the following case may happen. If they do Yivim to both of these sisters, then perhaps while brother number three does Yibam to one of the sisters, before the fourth brother even does Yibam to the other sister, maybe that brother will pass away, and then one, then, then the fourth brother will then be Chayav and Yibam to both of these sisters. So since that would cause a case of a putter, of him being putter from Yibam, because if you're, if you're Chayav and Yibam to two different sisters, you're, you would be putter, so we avoid having these two brothers um, do even with these two sisters, and we have them do chalitza. I hope that was clear. I know it's a complicated case. Believe me, it gets more complicated as the Masechli goes on. So that is the concept of Asr Since we don't want it to be a case where one brother falls Yibam to two sisters, if the third brother were to pass away before the fourth brother does Yibam, so that's also the concept we see over here. So this concept is applicable in, in the case of other mitzvos. This concept seems as if we are saying to ourselves, again, this is a machlokas, asr levata mitzvosibim, or mutr levata mitzvosibim. In this Gemara, we're seeing that it's asr, but so there are some, some people in the Gemara who say mutr levata mitzvosibim. So this machlokas about whether we should do something, do the mitzvah now, in order to avoid something in the future, is really something which applies to other mitzvahs and have, can have implications in other areas of halacha. 
There are three cases which I would like to present where we do see this concept about whether we care more about the present, meaning do we do the mitzvah right now in the present and not worry about what the, what's going to potentially happen in the future, or do we always think about what's going to happen in the future. So, case number one, again, this ties into Yibam, because over here we're wondering, should we have this man do Yibam with this woman, even though it can affect things in the future, or not? So, case number one. There's a case in the Gemara and Shabbos where we say that a baby who is getting a bris milah should always be washed with hot water after the bris milah because if not, it would be dangerous. So well, the way it works is that they, we, if the bris milah would be on Shabbos, we always make sure that there's hot water ready for after the bris milah in order to prevent a danger to this baby. So let's say a person had his hot water ready. He was ready to do Mila on Shabbos. As we know, Mila, uh, bris Mila is Docha Shabbos. And you would do bris Mila even though it was Shabbos because of Yom HaShemini, Yimol Basar So let's say the water spills, someone knocks over the water, and there's no more hot water. Would we still be able to do this bris Mila on Shabbos even though we don't have any hot water ready right now? So should we do this bris mila at this moment, even though we know that we're going to have to violate Shabbos, again, for the sake of pikuach nefesh, to make sure that this baby is safe, or should we not do bris mila on Shabbos because we don't want to in the future put ourselves in a situation where we're going to have to violate Shabbos to warm up water for this baby. So this is a machlokas between the Ramban and the Balamor. The Ramban holds that you would be able to do bris on Shabbos, even though at the end of the day, it would cause us to have to heat up hot water and violate Shabbos by, by heating up hot water for the sake of Bikuach Nefesh. He says, I quote, Ela mila atzma docha Shabbos, v'sakana safashos namidocha. They're both going to be docha Shabbos, both the mila and both the sakana safashos of heating up water for this baby after its bris mila. V'ein la mitzvah, ela shata. Right, that's a very important line. We look at the mitzvah right now. Right now, I have a chiv to give this baby a bris mila. Yes, at the end of the day, we're going to have to heat up water. But ain the mitzvah elashata, and he says she ain litchos mila That's the opinion of the Ramban that we would do bris mila even though it would cause heating up water. The Balamor says no way. We for sure should not do bris mila if it's going to cause heating up water for the sake of, even if it's for the sake of pikuach nefesh. The only case where we would allow a person to heat up water were if the water were to spill after the bris mila. I was prepared for the bris, bris, for the bris mila. I did the bris mila, it's done. And then the water spills after, only then could I then heat up water because I was prepared at the time of the bris mila with this hot water and then there would be no issue of heating up. But in the case of the Ramban, where it spills before the bris milah, the Balamor would not agree. So we're seeing this idea, this machlokas, again, it's not exactly the same as the case of Ibum. We see this machlokas between the Ramban and the Balamor, which seems to be similar to this question of whether it's mutter levata mitzvah or osr levata mitzvah Do we... Do we do a mitzvah at a time and not necessarily think about what it's going to cause in the future? Or are we always thinking about what, what is, what's going to happen in the future? And will it, in the case of Yibam, make the man not be able to 
do yibum to the woman, or in this case of bris milah, cause us to have to violate Shabbos, even though it's for the sake of pikuach nefesh. That's case number one. This is a very interesting case. This is case number two, where this concept applies. Ramosha Feinstein in Orachayim Chelik Aleph Simon Dalad discusses a case. Again, this is, must have been the time uh, in the times of Ramosha when people viewed viruses and sicknesses a lot different than they do now. Um, where a person, he says, A person's sick with a certain disease. It's a contagious disease. He needs to go to the hospital. Okay? And to be quarantined in the hospital. And they burn everything you bring. So anything you bring with you to the hospital, they're going to have to burn. Back then, I assume there weren't the same level of disinfectants as we have nowadays, especially in during these times. So that was the policy. Everything had to be burned. So the question was, that was presented to Moshe Feinstein from Rav Yitzchak Hutner, Im mutter lahavi tefillin l'kayim shama mitzvah. Do you bring your tefillin to the hospital? You have two weeks in the hospital where you have to be quarantined. Do you bring your tefillin with you to be mekayim the mitzvah of tefillin during those two weeks, even though you know you're, you're going to have to burn your tefillin at the end of the day? So you may think this is similar to the machlokas we saw between the Ramban and Balamor and what we saw in Yavamos. Do we focus on the mitzvahs right now at hand, or do we think about the future, about the potential? So Moshe Feinstein, even though he tries to think about whether that case of Mila, um, as we saw in Shabbos, um, would apply to this case of tefillin, he thinks that 100% the person should not bring his tefillin to the, to the Beis HaCholim, um, to the hospital, because we don't, we don't want to ever burn uh, Kisvei Kodesh. That's a whole different level of Isser. You know, it's, it's one thing to have to heat up water for Bikuach Nefesh, but we never want to put ourselves in a situation um, where we're going to have to burn Kisvei Kodesh, holy, um, holy Tefillin. He also um, points out that there are two different reasons why Bris Mila would be different than the case of Tefillin. He says, number one, that when it comes to Mila, I have a chiv right now to do a bris milah on Shabbos. Yes, at the end of the day, it would cause a sakana. But right now, I am doing what I'm supposed to do in, in the bris milah. And yes, at the end of the day, you're going to have to heal the bris milah, but that's part of the mitzvah, is to be docha Shabbos with, with the bris milah. That is the first reason why he thinks milah is different. And the second reason is because if milah is docha Shabbos, then shouldn't it be docha even the the the, Shab, the the fact that you have to violate Shabbos to heat up the water um, for the sake of um, healing the baby. So for those two reasons, he feels that bris milah would be different than the case of, of uh, burning uh, the tefillin. So that's a very interesting application, uh, case number two of tefillin. The case number three is also a very interesting one. It's a question which is presented by the Red Vaz, the Shudhar Vaz, about Chelek Dalid, Sim Gimel, about what to do if, let's say, someone is stuck in jail. He's in the base Asura, and he, and he convinces, he, 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 he negotiates, he, he pleads to the guards to let him go for one day. And finally, they grant him to leave jail for one day. One day of the year. Which day should he choose to leave jail? Should he leave jail 
and be with Davin the next day, Davin with a minion, finally? Or should you wait for Rosh Hashanah? Should you wait to be able to hear Tukiyas the Shofar? Should you wait for, for Pesach, for Sukkot, to hear Megillah on Purim? What day should you pick? So the Radvaz says as follows, quote, When it comes to mitzvahs, we don't pass over mitzvahs. The first mitzvah that comes to your hand, we don't look at what the first mitzvah you have potential to do as a kala and consider an easy one or a more a more lenient one or a more chamor one. We have no clue with what the schar, what the reward of mitzvahs are going to be. Rather, you should do the first mitzvah you have the potential to do. So if the next day you have the opportunity to die with a minion, even though it's a regular weekday, and it's not, not a yantif, it's not a, a day like we, we could hear Megillah or Shofar, or anything like that, or Dam with a minion in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, you should the next day go to minion and do that besimcha, be happy to do that mitzvah, and that is the day you should pick to go out of jail. That is the opinion of the Red Vaz. Very, very fascinating opinion. However, the Chacham Tzvi says that no, you should really save, um, save the day and pick one day which you feel is the most important day in terms of the mitzvah that you're able to fulfill, something that you need, a tzibur, a congregation to fulfill. That is the between the Radvaz and the Chacham Tzvi. This could possibly relate to an individual um, nowadays who, is, who feels that it's only, it's only safe for him to leave for one day. That, um, in terms of... Um, being at risk um, to the virus, if it's hard for him to leave, if he's immunocompromised, then possibly this also could have implications in terms of what day he should leave, if the doctors want to leave him so much. That could be an interesting application. It's very interesting. Um, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, they once asked him um, if it's better to daven shachros with the tzibor or musaf with the tzibor. Which one's more important? So he explained that shachros would be more important because shacharis is like a tefillah where it's called rachami, where you're, you're more pleading to Hashem and the tefillah is more based on um, davening for mercy from Hashem. But musaf is more based on the karbonos, karbonos of musaf, of neshama param svasenu. Now when we say the musaf prayer, that is as if a replacement of the karbonos that we would bring in the base of mikdash. So he felt that it was more important to daven shacharis. This can come up where a person doesn't want to expose himself for too long um, to, be, to be in the environment, whether it's indoors or outdoors, whatever he feels comfortable with. Um, and he needs to either choose shachars or musaf, which day he wants to go out. So these can have um, applications. So just to summarize what we cover today. So first of all, we cover the cases of Yavamos, the case of number one, marrying the mother of the Shomeras Yavam, um, the woman you're supposed to be Yubim with um, while she's alive, and that could be a potential of losing the, the midst of Yubim. We have the four brothers and two sisters, where the first two brothers pass away, and the two sisters fall to brother three and four. And then we say the two sisters should not marry brothers three and four, because possibly if brother three, if brother three passes away, then brother four is going to have fall Yubim with two sisters, and then he would not be, he would be put there from Yubim. So we have to do these two brothers, three and four, do chalitza from the outset. We have three applications. Uh, Lamaisa, 
um, of this case of Asr Levata Mitzvah or Mutzvah Levata Mitzvah Do we focus on the Mitzvah right now or how it's going to affect things in the future? We had it. First of all, the case of Mila, of heating up the water for the baby, but it, when uh, in the times of the Gemara, it was dangerous for the baby and they would want to heat up water in order to um, to prevent possible danger to the baby. The Ramban said that even if the water spills before the bris milah, you should still do a bris milah before, um, do a bris milah, and then heat up the water after, even though you know that at the end of the day it's going to cause you having to be Michal Shabbos for Bikuach Nevesh, and the Balamor didn't agree with that. The case number two is where Moshe Feinstein distinguished and said that tefillin is for sure different than bris milah, um, and he had his, he had his um, two reasons about um, why he felt that Mila was different than burning tefillin. He felt that you should not go to the hospital um, with your tefillin if you know that it's going to have to be burned at the end of the quarantine in the hospital. Case number three is when a person has only one day to, to get out of jail, what day should you choose? Their advice says, choose the first day you have to go in the minion. And um, the Chachan Tzvi um, argued, and he felt that you should pick one day that is most suitable and a day that you feel is the best day for you to be able to dive in Bitsibar. Everyone should have a great day.